Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. State fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. It's very clear our economy is still in trouble. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Starts are doing everything possible to get the COVID-19 under control so that we can reopen our businesses safely, resume our lives, put this pandemic behind us. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 Studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about, time for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. All right, good morning, everyone. Happy Saturday. I suppose it's the last Saturday of June. And then we'll be off to July. Off to July? Yeah. How and July that? starts with a holiday. That's right. That's a, that's a way to ease into it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. Mike, thanks for your help again today. You're like the uh, the constant now. You're the guy. Yeah. I don't want to give myself the title host yet because then I have to do it every week. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but I am happy to help out. And I think, you know, next week you'll be off the grid. Yeah, I'm going to go camping with the fam. And so it'll be just you and Dan, get her done. Yeah, that'll be fun. Dan's a stat guy, so definitely give him some time for that. But he'll tell us about what he's been doing up in Sacramento. He's been fixing up his investment property. Yep. Which reminds me... Um, you know, fixing up your house is still one of the coolest things to do. <laughs> Man. I think, I think especially now. My block is crazy. Yeah, everyone's There's doing like that. dudes with trucks on, on like every other house. Like construct, you know, construction guys. Yeah. Like from like switching out a bathroom to doing the lawn to. It's really cool because my street looks like really nice. You know, yeah. like I drive down the street and I'm like. Hey, look, the Johnsons did their yard. That's nice. Yeah. the uh, I, I was talking to a friend today that's building a place down in Morro Bay. It's been four years in the works. He broke ground on it this week. And they're struggling to find labor help. Oh, dude. Just can't find... Um, and, and and essentially, it's there. obviously, there are plenty of guys working, but they're busy. So... The, the rub is just, you know, get on the list. One guy, he I, they're trying to get some help with some work there, and the guy basically said, well, I can help you. I just won't be able to be there until the last week of August. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, that's a long ways away for a dude that was hoping to get help tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We talked about this years back on the show. It's an unfortunate, like, we're now feeling the impact of when, when you and I went to college, so I graduated, or excuse me, graduated high school. I was 1998. I think you were 96. Or, I was 96, yeah. Yeah. So it was like, oh yeah, you got to go from 12th grade into college. And like, my grandpa was even like, dude, why don't you just be a welder? Oh, and by the way. Or like a plumber. You breezed over that. My high school experience was, you need to go from high school to college or you're a loser. 
Yeah, I tried to was, leave that out, but I mean, in Palo Alto, really, it was like, you got to go to a UC or you're a loser. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to go to a state school and just embarrass your family. Yeah, they'd like announce the people that got into Ivy oh. League schools and then just be like, Mike Points is a good guy. Next. <laughs> I remember I remember at graduation in Big Bear, which my graduating class was like 104, 108 people or something. It's very oh small, gosh. right? Small school. Yeah. And they were so proud that... I don't even remember now. It was something like 68% or 68 out of the 104 kids were going straight to four-year schools. Yeah. And that was so celebrated. And I, of course, wasn't one of them because I I just, that wasn't my path when I was in high school. Sure. Um, of course, I did go on to go to college, but it was after a few-year break. And yeah, I went and actually did construction for a few years and... um kind of just was honestly just trying to get an idea of what it is I wanted to do. I grew up, my dad's a contractor and, Mm -hmm. you know, so most everyone we knew was all worked in the trades and, um, and by the way, all had great lifestyles, did very well. Totally great. Look at the right now. Yeah. They, They can't, they're getting job offers right and left. Yeah. And well, now you know, and uh, they're, they're naming their price. I don't want to get super sidetracked, <laughs> but yes, the like you know, plumbers. If you're the dude running the plumbing shop, you're billing out a plumber at over 100 bucks an hour, and that's true with a lot of the trades. Is that's that right. It's lucrative right now, and and I think the reality is is that there's um there's a there's a that's a very attractive thing to do, and uh, but anyways, <laughs> it was. It was very much like I felt sh- I felt ashamed that I was not part of the stat. In and fact, it's just I was too bad. I was dragging it down as to why the college number wasn't better. And, yeah, and it's just um, too bad because we're feeling the impacts of that now. Yeah, and I don't know if that's going away anytime soon. Um, we're always going to need plumbers and electricians and roofers, and you know, I'm sure that buildings of tomorrow are going to be. Um, 3D printed or something else that requires a different skill set than somebody that knows how to read plans and and frame or You tell me the website or the automated algorithm that's going to replace a contractor. When I was in insurance, I was like, (laughs) dude, these computers are going to take my job. You know, five, six years ago. Now, I was in commercial insurance, a little different. Takes a little bit of advising. There's a lot more complications, but like car insurance... If you're a car insurance guy, you're competing with a computer. Yeah. So tell me a field in construction that's going to lose a job to a robot. There's not a lot of them. Yeah, I know. There's not a lot of them. Anyways, yeah. I, you're right. To get it to get work done right now is tough. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, interesting that you bring that up that way. So, yeah, there's... Um, you, as you said, every, it seems like everyone's doing some sort of remodel or something on their house. And, and I, I mean, that could have been predicted, right? Because we've talked about this for years. Um, homeowners today are enjoying a lot of equity. A lot. Um, depending on when you bought, you have a ton of equity. Yeah. And if you bought your house a few years ago, you have a prop 13 tax base. That's very low. And if you were paying attention and, and could qualify, um, you probably refinance and do a two and a half percent 30 year fixed. Yeah. If you listen and to this so show, you did. now, um, man, you're not leaving. 
You got all that going. Well, where's for the you? motivation to leave? It's been, I'm more, much more motivated to just change the house. Yeah, make it how you want it. So remodeling is um, obviously it's going to be all the craze for years to come. And um, you know, there I I was reading as I was prepping the show notes for the um, today. It's so funny. Oftentimes I have to pick and choose what I'm going to throw into my notes, right? And then I bold out the parts that I know that are, you know, we're going to draw me back to it. Um, but I was looking at, um, you know, the, the job stuff talking about how there's, um, there's a lot of vacancies in jobs and, Mm -hmm. um, it's tough to get people to want to work right now. And, and I think that that's changing to some degree, but, um, you know, right now there's, Man, just just today, which to, at the time of this recording, it's Thursday, and the, um, Thursday is when they publish uh, the job initial jobless claims. People that are first walking in for unemployment um, that publishes this week. It was four hundred and eleven thousand people that are looking for first time unemployment benefit. Um, the four week moving average is up a little bit now at 397, 750,000 people, um, continuing claims fell below 3.4 million. Um, and the, the part of this that I thought was interesting is that there's 9.3 million job openings and 9.6 million unemployed Americans. So we've got a lot of job openings. I mean, we've got still more, there's more unemployed people than there are openings, but not by much. If all those people took the jobs that were posted, assuming they could qualify or do the job that was advertised, we'd basically be at full employment. So um, it's it's just just interesting. Um, Another... sure anecdotal piece that I thought I thought was also kind of funny and worth sharing um, on the I-5 freeway specifically the northbound I-5 freeway um, on June what did they say it was June 2019 um, the average speed for car traveling on northbound I-5 was 43 miles an hour and during the pandemic, June 2020, um, congestion was just reduced because nobody was working or were working from home or, or whatever. Their cell phone, yeah. So the average northbound speed on I-5 was 61 miles per hour. Um, that's pretty different than 43. If you live in the city, you could really appreciate the fact that the the pandemic brought reduced traffic with it. Um, and so today, um, this June, the average northbound I-5 traffic is at just 40 miles an hour. So the freeway suggests that we're back to normal. <laughs> um, it's nice and busy again. And also, That's by the way, doing, yeah. this also just makes you want to stop and pause and say, um, if the government has ability to know what the average speed is on the northbound I-5, they know everything. <laughs> It's a little bit scary. Well, Caltrans helps. But yes, the, yeah. they, the government probably does know everything, Jason. It feels like it. They know where Area 51 is. They Well, 
you mentioned is that a tinfoil hat you have over there? You me- you mentioned um, the jobless claims, and I think what was interesting this last week. So last week on Wednesday, Jerome Powell made his announcement following the Fed meeting, which which you know is heavily watched by all investors yep. and, and us. But this week he went in front of Congress and got drilled by, you know, different types of questions and how good are your stats and what are you reading and this new, this new format that you're implying, how does it all work? And what I thought was fascinating is he said, never has there been a time where we've had this many senior citizens that are part of the unemployment population, you know, because they just aren't, they don't have the means to retire yet. Right. But they're of retirement age. Yep. And so they're, and you know, age discrimination is a thing and it's tough to hire for certain jobs like these tech jobs. I'm not saying all older people can't get tech stuff down, but it is difficult. They're not as proficient as some of the younger generations. Yeah. I mean, that you're, you, you recognized already that you're stepping into some, um, touchy territory, right? Well, I'm just saying that it's not, it's, it's, tough for senior sure. citizens if to you compete. didn't if you didn't grow up on a computer and i mean and and we have at our company oh gosh i'm trying to think we've got several um i believe baby boomers that are qualified at retirement age that are working yeah um and sure and you know they're i would say for some of those people if they've kind of the computer, obviously, we've all been working on computers now for what, what would you say, 20 years? Probably 20 years. Yeah, since I got into college, it was like, you got to have a laptop with you. Yeah. And I mean, I, don't, I didn't have a laptop in college. I graduated from Cal Poly in 02. I didn't have a laptop. It was so. I had heavy. a. It was a big old I, Dell. I had a desktop computer at home. Sure. With like a floppy disk drive, um, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and I do remember that uh, bringing work back and forth from home to school. They made us get these. Um, what were those little the three by five? The yeah. hard disks. Yeah. What was that called? Is it? I can't remember. I just a remember midi. the three. Pi- no. A mini disc? Maybe, yeah. Anyway, yeah. It was there a weren't little, URLs. Like, yeah, we didn't have servers. No, it was a little hard disc that you had to, to bring with you to bring your, your right. project back and forth. And right. Yeah, but anyway, my point is, though, if, you, if you've been working for the last 20 years, the computer and automated part of working on a computer at work has been ever-evolving, and you've just been a part of it, and um, you're doing okay with it. But you're not, it's not the same thing as the kids today that are 25 years old and they've been doing laptops since they were four and know how to do everything. Yeah. Um, you know, My six-year-old I, nephew could hook up this whole house. Yeah. And I always joke is like, you know, well, you're like double clicking over there where you should be single clicking <laughs> and not sure where the right click is and right. what the short. And I, I recognize too that. Um, you know, I mean, I am the IT guy for the company, right? I do all the stuff, but I recognize that I'm not as proficient at most of the IT stuff as uh, some of the younger kids are. I mean, I, even oftentimes with my kids, I'm like, I'm floored at what they know. Like, where did you even learn how you to do stop this talking stuff? and watching? It's start impressive watching. to yeah. me that they just, it's like a second language that they've been in their whole life. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, mm-hmm. so some of those, you know, the, the um, baby boomer era 
the tech jobs are hard, but also though, there's great news that there's other work that, you know, is available, right? Like, um, the gig work that's around, you could drive a Lyft or an Uber or, oh yeah. um, you know, do, is that what they informally refer to it as the gig work? Yeah. I think the I gig, haven't heard that, but that makes sense. Yeah. I think the gig work has been the accepted term for that. Like the, the stuff that used to be the side job, you know, something yep. you could do for yep. the other 15 hours a week to supplement your income. Mm-hmm. And the door I think dashers most and all of that. that, yeah. And most of that gig work got really big right after the financial crisis of 08, as people were looking to supplement their income. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we learned about that is now there are people that just do that full time, that Mm -hmm. just do what used to be gig work. You're like, what do you do? I just drive Uber. That's it. Um, I was talking to a guy last week. That's all he does. And makes a pretty decent living just driving people around in the car. Um, But the other thing too is like, I I read this Washington Post article that came out on Monday. Now Mm -hmm. I read all types of articles and I don't just read the Washington post, you know, but I do think this is interesting. They said that most people are saying now on unemployment, I'm not going to go back to the same job work environment I was in. Right. I'm going to try that dream job or I'm going to wait for that dream job or I'm going to do a self-employment gig. So now you got people that are like basically going from receiving funds out of work all that time they were able to kind of think of a new idea maybe research and development and now they're trying to be self-employed right which is liberating but as you know we are self-employed you and i it's not the easiest thing to manage the first couple years from a budget and it certainly is very difficult to go out and try to build wealth while you're also building a company so that all funnels into the unemployment reading. And that's what Jerome Powell was talking about in front of Congress, which is interesting. Like we can't just look at it like we used to. Right. We can't just be like, we're shooting for 4% and then we'll right. be good. It's like 5.3 is actually not terrible. If you consider the fact that 200,000 of those people are senior citizens that really should be retired. It seems obvious to me that, um, and I hope it's obvious to everyone that the human, the human condition is like, so quick to adapt and evolve to the new set of circumstances and then um, basically ends up going, well, why go back? If you got forced into doing something else, right? Like you, maybe you went into an office every day for 12 years. You, you sat on the right. five at an average speed of 40 miles office an hour. Space. Yeah. Yeah. Then you got there and you worked and you, you did the thing and you went home and you just rinse and repeat. Right. And then all of a sudden you got sent home for a year. And during that year, you start realizing, you know, for some people, they changed the hours that they worked or the, mm-hmm. even the sitting position and the view that they work in. And, mm-hmm. and now they start going, well, Hey, they're, you know, how, do I want to even go back to work? Do I want to do that thing again? Or should I figure out the new thing to do? Mm-hmm. And I just would expect that this again will be another fork in the road and a fork in the economy where we realize, oh, that was that was another turning point of when we used to do things the other way. And now we do that that way and this new way. And I feel like we're just always at that place. We're always working that way. Um, I mean, if you can balance the work and the life, it's great. It's great. Yeah. 
if you can balance the work and the life. I know. I was I was just talking to a friend yesterday about the fact that um, working from home, um, it makes it very difficult to balance and separate the two out. And you know, I I got married when I was young. Um, in fact, this weekend, my wife and I have our twenty third wedding anniversary. Oh, and, congratulations! Um, That's great. Thank you. When when I was really young, one of one of my sage old friends gave me some advice and said, "When you get home at the end of the day." Before you leave your car, you have to sit there and think about your day. Think about how you're feeling yeah. and if that's the energy you want to bring through the front door or not. Mm. And that's your opportunity to remember that you can Thresholds. control those two spaces yep. and keep them separate or let them run together, but you're in control of it. And I thought that was a very powerful thing to do. Profound. Yeah. And that obviously if you're working from home when you walk from the dining room that's now the office yeah. into the kitchen mm-hmm. um you know you have you have no real chance to separate what those feelings are and um yeah you almost need to take that floppy drive out yeah put the other floppy disk in. and i wonder <laughs> <laughs> i want zip drive zip drive zip that's drive. what it was <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> Man, my, I've, isn't it fascinating how full of useless knowledge our brains are? Oh, yeah. I'm ready for trivia all Things the time. Things like zip drives yeah. and old Rolling Stone lyrics. Right. Um, all right. Well, we're going to go ahead and do the first commercial break here of this hour. So we'll take a pause to thank the sponsors, and we'll be back in just a minute here with more Mortgage Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 32835. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low and mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending. 
Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley & Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley & Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley & Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Now, back to the show. All righty, welcome back. Been talking about the uh, the economy, I guess, and and where we're headed. And you know, it's um, it's interesting. I've been I've been still seeing. We've had some um, since you know last week when we did the show it was basically right after the Fed meeting, and we were talking about the return of volatility. And you know, looking looking here today, the Dow is up. 322 points so it's just swinging you know almost up to a percent a day in some direction or another um the 10-year made it back down to 1.48 which is not very surprising it's been it's been trying to itch its way down lower and um you know just just working our way there i locked two loans this morning yeah and um one of them was a 30-year fixed at 3% at no points, and the other was a 15-year fixed at 2.5% with no points. So, What was your loan-to-value on the 15-year? Do you remember? Like 40. Okay. It's a guy with a lot of equity. Okay. Yeah. So I just and locked one at 2 and 5 eighths yesterday. Yeah. Perfect credit. You know, yeah. But that's right in the mix. Right. Um, yeah. We so, charged him nothing. Yeah. So um, pretty sweet deal. And, um, man, everybody's got equity right now. Uh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, house rich is like, it's, it's in front of everyone. You don't really get the, you know, you don't really get the, it's just so funny to me. Like people look at their 401ks monthly or quarterly and they're like, oh yeah, great. You know, it's going up. The market's right. going crazy, but like 12.8% year to date. Yeah. But it's <laughs> like your house is freaking crushing it. Yeah. We should make an invention of like a ticker that you put right above the doorbell. <laughs> 
that just tells you if your home value went up or down today and maybe by how much and what what it's what it's currently projected at that way you could just get home you should be like sweet house went up nine grand today you'll just like slowly but surely hear the the same little yelps in your neighborhood you mm-hmm. on the way home that's right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i think what the unfortunate thing is that this home richness or this people getting rich from equity is exacerbating the problem of affordable housing. It's really, it's really making it, it, these, these price surges are like so tough for the first time home buyer. Oh man. And, and I, and I I don't want to go down that rabbit hole too long because it's like, it's kind of a sad story. You saved up your down payment last year during COVID, right? Because you didn't do much and you're like, Hey, we're over the threshold, Jason, I got 5% down and you're right back to the same price point you were before, if not lower. Got to get creative now. Got to get creative. I talked with a real estate agent yesterday that was up in the Bay area. And she said on average right now, they are selling homes for like just about 10% over list price every time across the board. Some of them even more, and I feel like that's true here too. We're five to ten percent over list price, of course, unless the home is trying to list at that amount already, then sure. it gets shaken out through the process. Buyers are so equipped with information now that they're pretty well aware of what the what the good deal is and what the average deal is, and then what the overpriced home is. So mm-hmm. it, it it those ones obviously are going to be be um bid on appropriately but um yeah it's exhausting and you know part of the problem is just still that there's not enough homes for sale and you know there we look like we got some data this week existing home sales number came out the volume of existing home sales fell by 0.9 percent um, that's a, a seasonally adjusted rate of 5.8 million. Um, this is the fourth straight month of declines in the um, transactions that are happening. Yeah. But demand remains very strong. There's plenty of people that want to buy these fewer homes that are available. And that's evidenced by the fact, um, I mean, here's the proof. Um, these bidding wars are increasing prices, and it's put the median home price now at $350,300 for, um, that's the national average for an existing home. Um, that $350,000 number is 23.6% higher than it was in May of last year. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. and also by the way, even though the, um, the pace of sales is down, inventory is up 7% from the prior month. So people are still listing homes and yeah. homes are still selling. They're just selling for a premium. And, you know, I, Again, probably some of the only help here besides people renting a one-way U-Haul and moving to Idaho and Texas and Washington and Oregon and Arizona and wherever the heck else they're going, um, those guys are helping to some degree, right? But the only other help is new home sales. 
Yeah. And um, this week, we also got data on new home sales. Um, the pace of new home sales declined by 5.9% in the month of May. Um, that was not expected. The The projection was that the new home sales pace would actually be increasing. Now, new home sales only yeah. make up about 10% of the total housing market. So it's not... On average. Yeah, it's not huge. I mean, we're talking in existing homes, we're talking 5.8 million. And then in new homes, we're talking 769,000 is the annual pace. Um, but... Uh, the home builders are pretty honest about this is that the surge of lumber and materials in recent months and also the surge of labor um, have pushed the price up to a record high um, $374,400. And so you see yeah. new homes are commanding a top dollar over nationally the averages. Um, I mean, that's not quite 10%, but pretty close to it higher than the existing home sales median price so new homes are expensive and that's probably why they're down just a little bit um i'd venture to say it's probably a fluke more than anything is um and maybe it also has to do with the fact, too, that there's a lag on these things and interest I rates popped a little bit and then have also kind of eased back down. I think that what we don't understand because we're not in the building market, and I read this earlier in the week, Congress was giving each other high fives because they got lumber to go down like $600 per unit, which it was like still is so went from 300% higher to like 220% higher than it's yeah. normally costing. But Woo! those units are going to be cut, sold, and put on houses in August, September, and October. We're right. still dealing with those terrible those prices are-, are going into houses today. That lumber is already sold. It's like gasoline, you know, like, right. like it was sold and now it's at the pump. It's sold and now the builders are like, all right, give me a, give me a frame. I'm going to hit this with the nail. And yeah. that stuff's going into the house today that needs to be sold today. Yeah. And the only thing that is helping those prices stay more affordable as they slowly but surely tick up a little bit is that the interest rates are cooperating Yeah. in the event that that changes. I don't know how much new home sales take off because we, even if we go up, we've done this before on the show. If we go up a quarter point in interest rate on a $500,000 loan, it's about 89 to a hundred dollars more a month. Yeah. That's not going to break the bank. Well, if we go up three quarters of a point in interest sure. rate, now you're talking 300 bucks a month on a house you probably already pushed yourself to get into. It starts getting, I mean, when there's no inventory, you just buy it, but it starts getting like, are we doing the right thing? Like, Well, look here. It, but I, the rates are still historically ridiculously this, low. I agree. The I'm just talking about influence. the income I, piece. I think also though, um, how do I say this gingerly without offending anyone? I realize that it's just, if it's different strokes for different folks. Okay. But if you want to buy a house today um, and in most of slow County, this has generally been true. If there's a new development tract, that housing tract is generally five to 10% less than 
the existing existing homes in in that radius so whatever the radius is yeah like say for example in my neck of the woods in a tascadero if there's a existing home that you know maybe it's 15 or 30 years old and you know it's a 2000 square foot house on a half an anchor it's going to sell for six hundred thousand dollars and then you put a 2,000 square foot house in one of these new developments, most of them are on a 2,800 square foot lot. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so they're kind of packed in. That's You're right there with your neighbor and you got the new house, right? But those things, if if the existing home is going to sell for 600, generally those houses are hitting the market for, you know, 550 or something like that. That's and, a fair point. And some of those also carry with them some mellow ruse stuff or special bond assessments for the the curbs and the lighting and the mm-hmm. the dedicated open space that that might lead to a special property tax assessment that maybe adds a hundred or two hundred dollars a month to the tax roll to the house mm-hmm. so my we point know that to though, be true in certain tax codes or ta- yeah, tax zones just developments that you know that was part of the the way that they put it all together and but so anyways my point is in those right now we just were talking about this data is that new homes are averaging 375,000 and existing homes are ad- averaging 350,000 it seems to me that the price pressure on those homes is there and it's forcing people to say well maybe i want to go into this house you know that doesn't isn't 10 feet away from my neighbor's house and doesn't look just like my neighbor's house and yeah it's 20 years old and whatever you know so the appliances and the roof and everything's older is different things to consider there yep but i think for for some consumers they would consider one and not the other and um you know the price i think ultimately dictates a lot of that for people is what's affordable and what you know and what isn't and and by the way on the new construction stuff it you know like you said congress is high-fiving themselves over creating a little bit of relief from the recent highs um but also we're mandating solar now on all new builds and we're mandating these higher energy and they're trying they're trying to put gas in every house electricity excuse me electricity not gas thank oh, you oh yeah i have friends at the gas company that are worried now that they're going to be trying to move all of the homes back to pure electric i'd like to see you saute some scallops on an electric Shh. stove i'll be out back on my blackstone <laughs> cooking it on the propane if that happens <laughs> if you get a chance to eat jason grody's barbecue you should do it yeah if you're so lucky yeah i um <laughs> Oh, I didn't square up with you when the moms came up for uh, the the mother-in-law and That's my right. mom came up for the birthday party. I outdid myself that day. I cooked a, a ribeye roast and some... So that's like a ribeye, that's like a pork loin, yeah, but from, Costco. from a beef. It's a big old hunk of ribeye, no yeah. bone or anything. Okay. I cooked it, man, it was so good. It was amazing. I've, I really felt like I outdid myself. And at this point, it's getting hard to impress me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just been just running at a pretty high level for a pretty long time. Uh, 
Anyway, I digress. We do love food, though. Yeah. You and I both. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. All right. Um, hey, we're getting to the point here. We're going to take the next commercial break. And uh, we got we got more ground to cover when we get back. So I want you guys to stick around. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low and the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending. Act. NMLS number 328358. In these times of economic turmoil, it's hard to know where to turn for financial security. At Blakesley and Blakesley, they've been providing solid financial advice for over 30 years. If you'd like a second opinion on your investments or just a financial tune-up, turn to a proven name you know you can trust. Blakesley and Blakesley. For the service you deserve and the advice you trust, come to Blakesley and Blakesley with offices in San Luis Obispo, Santa Maria, and Paso Robles. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. As a direct VA lender, we specialize in helping the great servicemen and women of the Central Coast utilize their benefit to purchase and refinance real estate. We thank you for your service and believe it's a distinct honor to serve you. Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low Mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Now, back to the show. Dancing, dancing, dancing in the streets. Dancing. Dancing in the streets, calling up around the world. Are you ready for a brand new date? Summer's here and the time is right for dancing. 
All right, welcome back. We we were talking earlier about things not going back to normal as we're sitting here recording this radio podcast, I guess now in in my bedroom. Right. And I was I was thinking, I wonder if the restaurants are going to be like the city's going to come along and be like, "All right, you guys got to get all your junk out of the street. We need parking again." Or if it's just going to be like every street now it's like well it works actually we gave up all that in front of the restaurant parking and we put more seating out there and people are happy to be out there so we're just gonna figure out how to keep it yeah i would imagine the city gets derives their license or sales tax you know there's no like square footage reassessment that those restaurants are gonna get you know like how are they gonna make up for all that parking yeah, parking's a lot. But here's what I will say: it is extremely charming to walk down. Like, from I live in San Luis Obispo, so Monterey Street, right sure. off the Mission, and there's like people outside laughing and sitting down, and like I don't want to see that go away. No, it it reminds, it reminds me, me of Europe. I've never been to Europe, but as you say, it reminds me of Europe. It reminds me of people out interacting and being in the street. You know, it's like. Yeah. One of the things I think about American stereotype is like we drive our car alone from our office to our house and we open our garage and we pull into our garage and we shut it and we hustle inside without seeing anyone or interacting with anyone. And then yep. when we go to restaurants, we like want to be in the dark corner in the back away from everyone else. And, mm-hmm. you know, whereas like I have those like the i guess stereotypical visions of like italy where it's like a cobblestone road in between the businesses where everyone's out and about and yep. interacting and eating in the open air and yep. um it feels nice that we kind of moved a little bit in that direction but i just wonder how and much of it will stick yeah i mean you can bring entertainment out in the street who knows but i do think it i, I agree with you i hope we get that on some type of like local ballot like don't put the tables and chairs away yeah, at least here in California, we have such good weather. This time of year, it's tough. Got, yeah, if we were in Manhattan in February, I'd be like, "Yeah, Put let's the chair go inside. Let's go or, inside, or build the new COVID cabana." You know, where you make the outside the inside. <laughs> COVID cabana. Yeah, that's what it looks yeah, like. To it's going to be funny. Uh, now we can take the flags out of the greens. When you can, if you're a golfer, you hey, for a yeah. while there, you were like, all right, I'll just get used to putting I played, the stick in. I played Father's Day golf on Sunday with my sons. And um, yes, you were touching the flags. And uh, they had ball washers again. Yeah. I remember, and now, the trash cans and all that stuff. Yeah. That's not on every hole. That used to be on every single hole. Now there's like a ball washer every four holes or something. Very good reflection of what we're going back into. Not you don't get everything back, right? My wife and I have laughed. We have a joke. Um, we call it due to COVID. It's it's due to COVID. I'm sorry, sir. You can't use the restroom due to COVID. Or you know, ah, <laughs> uh, no, no. We're we go up. We go to one of the restaurants here the other night. We we it was late. We looked it up because I know what happens in a task. It was like eight o'clock restaurant closes at nine. Okay. We're good. We go there, open up the front door and the dude's like, sorry, we're closed. And we're like, Oh yeah, due to COVID, huh? Yeah. Those abbreviated hours. Never mind. I'll take my money, I guess to, in this case, to one of the chains that didn't decide to close an hour. Right. Right. But, um, yeah, you've got all these, these things that have happened now where it's like, yeah, no, you can't do that anymore due, due to COVID. Oh. Well, right before we got off and took that last break, 
um, we said, you know, existing homes might be the way to go, but there are a lot of great new homes here in this County. And I'm starting to see the one up in Paso Robles that just started the vintage is a 55 and over new development. And those can be cool. I mean, as you get older, Maybe you don't want to hear the kids running around in the who street. Want, yeah. Who wants all those noisy screaming kids around? But For me, it's like, it's like, it just is, there's a special little place in my soul for like that noise. It's like summertime, right? Kids are out after dinner running around. I live on a cul-de-sac, so I get it more. I feel like the laws, those 55 and over communities, though, it's kind of passe. Today's kids aren't playing outside anyway. They're all afraid of getting kidnapped or. Are they on the Wii or whatever the game thing yeah, is? Xbox five or something <laughs> yeah um yeah none it's, of these kids are like you and i grew up drinking out of garden hoses right, they come home when you heard right. the, the pops. They flip my eyelid back <laughs> <laughs> or you yeah the street lights come on or you hear your dad's very distinct whistle that was my dad yeah <laughs> i got he had go. the whistle yeah wherever you are I got to go, guys. <laughs> yep, that was me. That was a dad whistle. And if I'm not there in three minutes, I'm getting whipped. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Dad's pretty funny. So, but I do think that, you know, there are some new developments that I think make a lot of sense. Um, I just want to get that out, though. I think what's important for you right now is get in and meet those salespeople because these phases are going to be stretched out. And that article I referenced again earlier in the Washington Post, uh, a builder has said for the first time ever, ever in 44 years of building, he will not commit to a date and he will not commit to a price yeah. until the house is built. That's now that's not going to be everywhere. Strange. That's like the ultimate end all be all of the seller's market is, you know what? I'm going to tell you when and how much when I'm good and ready. Those two, <laughs> you can usually get one of those two through, but that's not tough, having man. price is I mean, so what? The house goes up seven, eight percent in the time that you're building it. Maybe it can go down. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But I, I, I think getting out and meeting with the salespeople, if that's on your agenda, because here's the other thing that happens for most people: they buy a new house. They're typically not walking in as new first-time home buyers because most new houses in this area are about seven hundred thousand dollars or more you're selling the house that you bought five years ago in Laguna Lake that you are house rich on now, and you're going to have to sell it. You're going to sell it in a seller's market, which is great, but the timing of those sales are tricky, right? Jason, like you sell it tomorrow. You list it today, you sell it tomorrow. It's that yeah. easy. You'll probably sell it for three, 4% more, but now you've got 35 to 45 days to get out of the house. And if you're buying a new home, you really got to, you really got to, make sure those two timelines gel well um, because there's nothing more frustrating for people than not knowing where they're going to live for the next two weeks. I guess in course, of course, unless you can just move in with your in-laws for the next say undetermined amount of time while your house is getting finished up, which is great for about three and a half days. My wife and I were reading <laughs> yesterday about a new development that I forget the name of it now. Um, it might be called Rancho Del Rio. Eh, Where is it located? Not wrong. North Atascadero. Um, it was. It was originally was going to be a Walmart lot, and I think it even got like permitted and approved, or, or was close to it. Maybe it was public review. Anyways, um, 
it didn't go through as a Walmart, and now there um, there's a great project um, that's going in there that's got a lot to offer, and um, just excited to see. You know, I don't, if you haven't been through a Tascadero lately, there's a amazing project that's been built across the street from Sunken Gardens there. Um, mm-hmm. That's just it's just you know it seems like it's just nicening up the area which you know i'm just really excited about and um you know but as we were talking about um you know all the things that we talk about on the show um you know i just want to remind everybody that um we we do home loans and um i like to think that we're the best in the business at it and um our business model is somewhat unique where we have such an ability to sell loans to so many different investors that really what we have is um we kind of are functioning like a broker but with all of the control you know doing the doing all of the pieces in house from the processing to the underwriting and the docs and the funding um and it just it it puts us in a good spot to be able to really help people um you know get the best of what's out there i have worked on a loan this last week for helping a gentleman out that had a bankruptcy last may we have an ability to do a loan for this gentleman that's phenomenal it's a what's called a a non-QM loan, so it's not a Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac loan, but this is a really good example is that out of all the banks that we work with, there's one that will do this scenario. And so for this guy, this is not about interest rate. This is not about getting the best offer in the market. This is about being able to do something that nobody else can do. Yeah. And so sometimes it's just about, you know, oh, you got a W2 and an 800 credit score and 50% equity. That, that, that borrower is just about getting the very best interest rate and the lowest closing cost possible. Mm-hmm. If you're like my other friend here, that's one year out of a chapter seven bankruptcy with credit, that's kind of hurting to rebound and looking for a loan that nobody else will do. That's not about rate. That's about an ability to get it done. Mm-hmm. And that's the, I think, you know, one of the main benefits to working with us is that with all of these different banks that we sell loans to, we just have the full breadth of what's available in the market. And it just makes it an easy one-stop shop to be able to come in um, and and get that, that help. And of course, as I say that, I worry a little bit that... Um, None of that is at the sacrifice of service, you know? Sure. I mean, that's one conversation with one loan officer and we have all these other options. Yeah. And so we're, we don't pull credit multiple times. We can just switch it to any investor. Yeah. And so if you guys want that help, if you need that help, give us a call at Central Coast Lending. We're at 805-543-LOAN, which is 5626. Or you can find us on the website, centralcoastlending.com. Uh, we're here to help. We're happy to help. Um, if you need to refi, if you've got mortgage insurance, um, if you want to buy a vacation home, um, you know, whatever it is, if it has something to do with housing, reach out to us, let us help you. Mike, thanks a lot for your help again on the show today. Absolutely. Next week, you'll be all on your own, and I know that you're going to do fantastic. Do my best. And so, um, yeah, we'll sign off. I wish you guys all happiness and health, and we'll see you next week with more Mortgage Matters.